0: Hello, my name is Hugo Prevo. Welcome to SVGA, your PC Retro Gaming Podcast. With me today, as always, is Robert Hills. Hello, Robert. Hello, Hugo. How are you today? I'm fine, and you? Uh, you know, getting by. <laughs> uh, before we begin, I'd like to point out that it's not only our 10th episode uh, on for the show, but also the one hundred podcast episode released on pf.ca so uh congratulations everyone yeah, uh thank
1: mostly you. mostly congratulations yeah. to you but
0: uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well it's it's a it's a way to, to view to view things of course uh yeah thank you to everyone who worked on these shows uh, be it entretien Journalistique, Rambo or this one so s v g a thank you to the guests also and a very special thank you to you our public so uh today we tackled what could be one of the um I've, I've written down uh, the intros I do uh, every time we record an episode. I, I wrote I wrote sorry, one of the most known PC game of the early nineties. I think it's I think it's fair to call it that, don't you think?
1: Uh yeah, I I I think so. I think um, I mean we're we're doing Mist this week, um, yes. which if you've read the episode title, you probably know by now. But um, yeah, I'd say Mist is probably one of the the most well-known games in the 90s just cuz it it uh it has an appeal beyond just like a shooter or a platformer it's it's much different uh,
0: yeah and we'll have will be able to, of course to discuss uh because i think there's the nostalgia factor once again and oh, yes. there's this uh the test of reality maybe we could call it like that uh because of course we both play the game and uh i have to admit First of all, that could not finish it. <laughs> I was just too, too frustrated, and I, uh, not only did I need uh, a walkthrough to uh, to get nearly to the end, but I, I went uh, I went to a point uh, near the end of the game when I was just like, "Okay, no, that I'm done. It, it's too. It's too much. Uh, it's too uh, maybe clunky." Uh, w- w- we'll get to this. Um, so we'll move on. It's a game missed, like you said, ni- from 1993. So this uh, uh, is just 93? a bit. Oh my God. Yeah, 93 on Mac. Uh, one of the few games that came out on Mac first at the time. Oh, okay. And uh, 1994 on PC. So the one year later, or maybe a few months later, at least on PC, uh, developed and published by uh, Cyan, which uh, studio that still exists today, mostly to sell missed copies. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but still there's there's still there's still out there i mean that's uh you usually don't see many game studios from the, that period still alive today no still producing they, still at least selling stuff
1: they've either gone out of business or been swallowed up by someone much bigger
0: yeah, something like ea or <laughs> they've been I mean, bought to by to EA EA, one just out of the air yeah <laughs> uh so yeah missed 1993 um a mix of adventure and putting click game. Maybe that's the right way to describe. Yeah, it. it's
1: it's an interesting one because it's it's theoretically three dimensional, even though it's kind of you don't you don't move around freely in the world. You kind of point and click, and you move from space to space. But in that way, it kind of works within the limited technology, I guess that was available. Like I don't think a world that, frankly, still looks kind of good. Yes, not great, but it's actually like visually appealing and, you know, very familiar. And they basically render it and, and uh, I imagine just essentially freeze frame it. And then you get a bunch of these things, but you get this world that kind of, you know, it, it's, it doesn't look terrible even, you know, almost 20 years later, which is interesting, but it, 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 the, the, there's a lot of point and click to it, but it's also an adventure where you're just kind of dropped into this world with very little idea what's going on or what you're doing.
0: Exactly. And I think we both played the uh, Masterpiece Edition of the game. Yes. Yeah. Which is, uh, as, they, uh, as Science says, the uh, studio says on, his web, on its webpage, because they sell, uh, I guess, three, three editions now. So you have the VR one, if you have an Oculus uh, Rift. Uh, or which I do Oculus, not uh, which I don't, <laughs> don't either uh, but I mean we both have glasses so it's uh, yeah. one already one strike against us <laughs> if you want to play some VR uh, so yeah there's there's a VR version there's this uh, Masterpiece Edition which we played which is the uh, as they said the most uh, it's exactly as you remember it from back in 93. So it's basically the same game, just ported to modern systems. And there's this uh, Real Mist, mas- uh, Real Mist, Coma, Masterpiece Edition. Uh or is it Coma? Uh, anyway, Real Mist, Masterpiece Edition, uh, which has, I think, is the uh, another... Sector era bonus some some kind of bonus content, uh, which we didn't get in this uh, this spiritual. But still, it's the we played it as it was uh, in the early nineties. Um, what I wanted to talk about first is uh, maybe I could try to uh, re- talk about the story a bit. Talk about what what's happening exactly, because as you said it, we get on this. Uh, I mean, I think everyone in who's listening right now, I mean, I hope so, remembers or at least knows about this island, this uh, aerial shot of this island, which was on the box of the game yeah. with a spaceship, with a sunk uh, ship, with a bunch of buildings and uh, some trees. And so basically there's, there's this island called Mist, where you end up at the beginning of of the game and you don't know anything. I mean, there's there's this intro sequence where someone talks about books, someone talks about uh, moving from place to place, but it's basically this. You don't really know what's happening. You get there on this pier, and there's the ocean sound in your ears, and you're already... I think it's in a... I think it was part of the appeal of the game of, at the time is that it's not... As they did with other adventure game of that, that era, for example, King's Quest, where you have this long intro sequence where usually you get to know who you play as, and you, there's just all these characters talking, explaining the, the plot, and now you're just there, and that's it. Yeah,
1: and you're dropped in this kind of world that is essentially original; like it, it exists nowhere but in this particular universe, and. Um, you, I mean, I think everyone can really picture that first, you know, you, you, drop in and you're on that pier and you can see the little switches ahead of you. Yeah. And I remember when I first played it, just walking around and never, I, I don't know that I ever really got off the original Island playing myself. Cause it was, you know, 93, I was six, seven years old. So I, you know, a bit, uh, not quite, you know, able to understand what is going on or why
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so basically what you have to do is well explore the island first yeah. and then you discover that there's all these what they call ages which are basically worlds distinct worlds that you can go uh, you can visit by using a, books and there's this person who has uh, i guess his name is arthur's which is a um, and he has the power f- from his father to create these worlds by writing books.
1: Yeah, or at least to to visit them somehow. It's not entirely clear how the book writing is either about traveling or creating. I think it's traveling mostly, but it's really it's it's all very vague and they kind of do that purposefully, I think, which yeah. sort of works sort of doesn't, but
0: and, and yeah, and so uh, eventually you, well, rather quickly, you pick up a note and it says, it's addressed to Catherine, who is the wife of Artus and says, and it's from Artus and says, Catherine, my love, you have to help me uh, if you... Uh, Remember this and that, and if you want to travel from place to place, remember this and that. And if you, uh, I left a message for you someplace, and it's, you have to remember it's the number of switches from the islands that, and really click quickly understand that you have to. Well, take down notes, first of Mm all. (laughs) You have to note stuff down. And you have to – it's a series of puzzles. Uh, There's a few mazes there. Oh, Robert is – Yeah, I've got a whole
1: notebook here of just random things, dates, times, numbers, some shapes.
0: I I mean, I I do too. I have this uh, notebook. And I remember when I got the game, my parents uh, gave me the game, uh, what, 20 – 25 years ago maybe a few a few years after the game came out and it came with this uh, this whole notebook uh, at the time where oh, you really? still had some big bucks box, yeah. big boxes for PC games and it had this whole notebook uh with the cover uh, with the missed inscription and and you had you could once again take down notes and you need to in this game um, I mean you can use your phone today it's 2021 I mean there's yeah. technology around to, to do that but at the time and i discovered that it's really more interesting to take down notes by hand than to write stuff down on on a keyboard or just type it down on your on your phone it helps put you in the uh in the mood for the game let's say
1: yeah yeah and it, it's one of those ones that really um rewards you for Well, not just rewards you, but like you have to just explore everywhere and try clicking things. And, you know, you have to you actually have to go through the guy's bookshelf and start reading these other books that have clues and in some cases like really necessary instructions to to how to get through things.
0: And so uh, to to just Cover the, well, not the entirety of the story, but just to cover the basics of the story, you discover in this library that there's two books uh, apart from all the others one blue, one red, and there's a page for each book uh, beside each book. And when you put the page in the corresponding book, you can see this small window to someone and it's not very clear what what they want you to do and they say basically you have to get me out of this book collect the the necessary pages uh be it them red or blue and help me to get out and you'll have to go through basically four worlds to uh collect these pages and eventually get down to the end of the game and Stuff happens. We won't.
1: Yeah, we'll, spoil we'll, story. yeah, we won't spoil it. Spoil it completely. But you're trying to save them from the books
0: by yeah. putting all the necessary pages back. Um, I wanted to talk about the the ambience of the game uh, because there's, there's not a lot of music. There's some music, and it's mostly. But Mist is mostly sounds, and I yes. think it's it's very telling about the 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 impact of the game. I mean, I remember the. I've talked about the the sound of the ocean at the beginning of the game. Mm -hmm. And I remember this. uh, Every time you go from a world to another, there's this rumbling sound, uh, some some kind of teleportation sound or something like that. And it's stuck in my brain. And it's been, uh, what, 28 years now, 27 maybe on PC. And it's still stuck in my brain. I can still remember exactly what the sound like. And I think it's, like I said, it's very telling about the impact of the, uh, ambience of the, st- of the game.
1: Yeah. It, it was interesting. Cause, um, I was actually talking to my wife about it and cause it's a game that she really enjoys as well. And she really mentioned the sounds and how sort of, uh, at one point I was playing it beside her. Cause I, I actually, I played this one on my Mac because, um, I, I just wanted to go in other rooms and just do other things while I was doing it. And, and she could remember that, that, that whoosh of the ocean and the the kind of lapping up against the pier. And it's, it's a really like that the click of the switches and there's, yeah. there's the buttons have, have sounds and there's a whole world that really involves using sounds to solve puzzles, which I had to go back into my office and like close the door and really listen. But it's, it's a whole, it's a game that really takes advantage of um, and requires you to, to, to really think, with your ears and and it draws you in that way and that it's it's not just a world that that looks interesting but it sounds interesting
0: and i think it's one of the it's maybe a a bit of a paradox but if we had if they the developers had all the technology that they needed to do the the perfect game at the time i think it wouldn't have sounded sound like this. I mean, there would have been more music. There would have been more stuff maybe. And I think that the fact that they're, they're limited by, like I said, technology at the time and the size of, I mean, it came on a CD and we both watched the, uh, a video from uh, Ars Technica. They do a bunch of interviews with, old PC game developers that the people are still around, of course. And they talk with someone that developed MIST. And the uh, idea of the deal was that they had so much stuff that they were unable really to fit it it all on on one disc. And they had to. It was a constraint at the time. I mean, 1993 cds were starting to 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 come around but there were still games on on, on diskettes and you really couldn't ship mist with 750 diskettes <laughs> to, to copy on the computer no. um and so yeah so the, the, this video really interesting i'll put the link uh, after the episode on on Pierre. and it talked about how what they had to compress everything down they had to cut some stuff um, and you see in the game exactly what what they cut basically. I mean, the first of all, the, the game you talked about it is basically um, PowerPoint. The game, and which I mean, I, because it's not really a three D world; it's a series of still images. and sometimes you have some moving stuff, but you can see, especially on the four K screen, like I have. I don't know if you saw it, but you can see the pixels where this video screen appears. On, on the image, and you see the, the the limitations of what they had to work with at the time. It's really interesting, and it's this kind of games where older is better, maybe?
1: Yeah, and so because, I mean, one of the problems with it that it, it, it can be very frustrating to navigate, like one of the, the, the one, um, when you go through the spaceship, it's basically the sound world and you have to navigate around this island but it's very difficult to get your bearings and there's another one where it's a treetop maze and it's it's you 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 click and you get lost and you get frustrated and it it's very like the limit that limitation really makes it difficult to enjoy at points like very frustrating like okay screw this i'm going to the walkthrough just tell me like left right right left right left yeah. kind of thing but and I mean, for the purposes of this, I, I kind of wanted to get through it rather than. It was just okay. Like I've I've hit a wall. What do I do next? Because I want to see more of this, yeah. but but be, those same limitations make it kind of interesting in that it, you have to think about how you do things. Like there's one part where you need to basically figure out that like, oh, that thing will float. And you you deal with you know pumping water out of one room and into another, and then and things kind of work themselves out once you figure out um, the ways in which like oh this is still a real world where like things are buoyant it, it just yeah. it happens off screen essentially, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's uh, one way to to tell a story that usually you say show don't tell, but sometimes you, you really just can't show stuff. And it's and it's the fact that, and I think it's one of the, the ways that Miss distinguishes himself from other adventure games of the, of the era is that uh, once again, if you go back to King's Quest, for example, you have this whole interface on the screen uh, that you can bring up. You have an inventory. You have an options. I mean, you do have an options menu in Miss, but this, <coughs> sorry, and it's but it. In other games it's always and you see yourself on the screen on in the other games it's really a 2d plane where it's basically one frame and you can exit out of the of, of the frame but it's basically one frame at a time in mist you're there there's no inventory um there's no health bar there's no points there's nothing and you're really there in the world even if it's once again, one frame at a time because of the limitations of the era, but you are in the world. And I think that's one of the points where it really, really stuck out. It stuck apart from the other game of the time. Um, you talked about mazes and puzzles and I want to build on that because yeah, this this, this sound age where you take up, a, basically have to take a spaceship there or whatever it is and when you're done with the sound puzzle because you basically have to remember five different sounds from all these points on the island and then you get into a submarine I think something like a submarine it's a submarine or some kind of like techno subway cart thing (laughs) and and yeah and this is where the game nearly lost me because up until that point I was exploring I was was thinking to myself oh I won't use a walkthrough because I mean, I'm 24 years old. I can't. I can't handle miss. I mean, it's not the artist. I mean, it's it's not that easy as a, uh, of a game, but it's not that hardest game either. It's not the the, the witness or what's what's the uh, there's, there was a game from a few years back where it's only puzzles and you only have to draw puzzles on the on the screen. And I, I looked at a trailer and I, w- I was thinking, okay, after five minutes, I would have have been just ra- rage quit. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, in this, so I, I mean, basically, if, if I was able to do it as a child, uh, I, I should be able to do it as an adult. And then so you get to this point where there's this railway system under, underground, the And I, I, I was, okay, I was trying to take down some notes to say, okay, you have to, you have basically eight directions where you can go. There's a bunch of places where you cannot go. So... Obviously, you have to choose another another place, but okay, and so on and so on. And then I went to a point where, okay, I have to backtrack. I have to, and every part of this system looks like all of the other parts of the system. And since it's a really, really small screen, because they're limited in this in, with their technology, you have to, I have to read the walkthrough, the walkthrough basically to discover that, oh, you have to listen to the sound. Yeah every time you change uh, change place in the system and the sounds are different from a t- one time to the next. And I was thinking, okay, this is uh, an excellent example of where the developer said, okay, I know how this should work. And in my head it's clear, but you did maybe didn't take the time to see if it was clear for everyone else.
1: Yeah. Well, like, and and the walkthrough I read because I used it for this part, and I was just like, no, I don't. I if, if I do this myself, I'm I am going to quit, and I am just I'm never going to want to see this game again. So I used it, <laughs> but the walkthrough that I described it was there. were Basically, three ways to do this maze. There's one where you just you go through it and you just map it out and like you yeah. draw it or whatever, and you just figure out how to get to the end, or it it told you what, because there are, there's a sound for each compass direction. So it'll go like bing for North and bong for East, but then for Northeast it's bing bong. Oh yeah. Which is something that I don't know. I ever would have figured out unless I mapped the whole thing and just happened to like, just like a light went off. But even then I don't think that would happen. And there's no, there's nothing to suggest at, at least that I saw. Um, and I may not have read the book well enough about the space age. Cause I just took pictures of all the diagrams and like, cause there was a lot of extra story that I just, yeah. in the end, like, I'm not sure I care, but maybe I should have, but it was like, yeah, it, that, that part was it. And then, cause you kind of want to go back and you want to go get the other page, but then you realize to exit, you've got to do the whole maze again. So it's like, yeah, walk oh. through.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with the pages. Because I already I saw many, I mean, we both, I think we both played, played already a few years ago. Maybe like you said, you never got off the main island, but I, I know how, how it ended. I know how I knew, I already knew how the game ended. So I already knew what to do and what not to do. And once again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's no real incentive to bring the pages back home if you want to call it home but to bring the pages back on the main island because okay yeah you the the, the people stuck in the book says oh you have to collect all these pages and uh, but like you said you cannot go and take both pages at once that's which is the
1: one part where the game really could have used an
0: inventory yeah Yeah, because i mean it's a bit dumb if yeah and you could fold them and put them in your back pockets i don't know it just Carry them with you. It's not you
1: have two hands.
0: Yeah, red, blue. you have two hands, <laughs> and there's not. It's not like you have ten weapons to carry and fifteen potions, and it's just. Surely the hands. coat has two pockets. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, and so yeah, and this maze. Oh God, this maze. It there's no pattern. I mean, I, I took down. I, I took. I wrote down the, 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 the what you have to do. directions you have to go through and it's one two three four five six seven nine ten i think 11 something like 10 or 11 directions and it's just too much it's too many it's just and it's no like i said there's no pattern it's not okay yeah i went north three times i have to go west three times and oh it's like oh you have to switch directions sometimes but not always and it's There's no, like you said, there's no indication that you have to go this way or that way. There's, it's all the same, all the same stuff every time. So I'd
1: I'd be very curious to uh, if any listener played this game originally and figured out the, the sound pattern on their own. I'd be really interested to like how you made that connection. Like, did you have to map it all the way, or was it something that just
0: occurred to you that like, oh, bing bong means like this? Yeah because you can't brute force most of the puzzle it's going, to, it's going to be very long yeah but you can you can brute force them it's just it's boring it gets boring at at, at a point um, what about the what about the impact of the game um i What's think el- well i i think the big
1: thing is is so both like my wife and I, this is a game we both played, and I think in the '90s, um, like I'm I'm a little younger than she is, and we have very different interests generally towards, especially around that time. She was playing Nintendo and stuff, and I never had a Nintendo, for example. So, but the fact is, we both had played this game, and we're very aware of it. So I think it it has a very kind of you know cross cultural kind of appeal to if you were aware of video games and in, in any sort of sense that this is one that that you you knew of
0: yeah i think so too i mean uh my partner we we, we sat down i think it's six years ago now we just started going out together and she asked if we could play mess together and we bought the uh the game on gog tried to play it for about an hour or two and just never picked it up again, not because we were bored, but because we just didn't take the time. Uh, But yeah, I remember at that time in 1993, 94, maybe 95 even, I think it was, like I said, the the fact that you were really, really into the world instead of seeing the world through, because I remember games at the the time with, once again, huge health bars with, or buttons or direction. And we weren't we were far, really that far from the, the era where you had all these listings of action words that you could use to try to navigate. To lock the
1: world. open drawer, like yeah. on and on and on.
0: And so going from that to a place where you don't know what to do, but there's no there's no harrow printings anywhere. There's, there's no time timer going down. There's no help bar. It's really, really interesting to, to see that, once again, with the limitations of the time, they were able to create this fantastic world where everything seems possible because you don't know what's going to happen next. You yeah. don't know where, when you click on the book. And it's, uh, of course, an excellent metaphor for reading in general, but... When you open a book, you never know where you're gonna end up, and it's uh, I think it, as a avid reader, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing right now the the, the background of the of Johannes, and it's full of books, and it looks like it's about to fall off. I don't
1: know. No, no, they're just, it's <laughs> everything, just a mess. everything. Don't worry
0: about it. Uh, Everything's sturdy, but, but yeah, so it's the, the this. Universe where everything, seems, like I said, seems possible. Everything seems attainable just by opening up a book. Uh, I think it's and I think it's a really, really good usage of uh, full motion video. Well, full motion. It's uh, let's say uh, in, in a tiny screen yeah. on, on your. They, they made very
1: limited use of it, which is why yeah. they did it well. Because they yeah. didn't. That's that's how it works.
0: Is you don't overuse it. And we won't mention that that game uh, whose title starts with uh, with P. We almost uh, we... made it through a whole episode.
1: <laughs> Look, I was going to compliment you on what a great like metaphor that like it's you open a book and there's all kind of the, the possibilities you don't know where they're taking you, and you had to bring up the other things. So I, I, I have no compliments <laughs> for you.
0: Oh god! Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good usage of full motion video. It's try to. And it's not, there's not a, a too much exposition, maybe not enough even, uh, but still it's enough to be able to navigate the world and to solve the puzzles and to understand what you have to do. Sometimes it's a bit, you stumble on stuff by chance. Uh, there's a, um, when you have to go to the space age, uh, you have to power up the spaceship first. And there's this thing where, there's this power station where if you go over the limit, you trip a breaker and you have to understand that there's a place on the island where you have to reset the breaker. And it's uh, one of these things where it's not explained.
1: Yeah. I I won't, I won't mention how much time I spent trying to remember that there was two breakers and not just one. That was, that was an irritating 20 minutes. (laughs) There's two. There's two. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. there's one right next to it and there's one like halfway there. It's the one that halfway there. That's
0: oh, right. yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the fact that sometimes it's not really well explained and I think it's where the, maybe the, the foes of the game lie.
1: Yeah, uh, but, but at the same time, if it didn't have that stuff, I don't know if the game would be as charming. So it's it's really like, it's a very yeah. fine line that they had to walk. And sometimes they did it well. Sometimes it was a little more like, ah. Oh. But I, I think that limitation is both like, it's, the thing that really elevates it and also occasionally brings it down. Like there's, there's parts where it doesn't quite work and they need just a little, like just a, just a hint of something somewhere. Yeah. But for most of it, I think that's what gives it kind of like its specialness.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so would you recommend Mist?
1: Yes. Um, and the one thing I would say is give yourself some time to do it. And like I because I, I I had a unfortunately I had a pretty busy couple of weeks and I wasn't really able to to give this kind of game the full sort of thing. So I had to lean on the walkthrough a bit more than I would have liked or was a little more willing to, because I was just like, oh, this is frustrating, like onwards. But it's one of those things that if if you really put that time into it, the things you even the stuff that I didn't try and do with the walkthrough, like very satisfying to to just like, oh, yeah, this is how it works. And like, oh, I figured that out. And I think okay. – I, so I, I, I would I would recommend it, yes. And, and just go into it and go into it with the kind of mindset that, you know, I'm going to try this thing and see how far and how much I can get before I turn to the walkthrough. Because they're really easy to find. It's like you're going to know they're out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very tempting. Um and I will also recommend Myst, uh, as you said, it's with the idea in mind that it sometimes is uh, can be quite frustrating if you don't know where, you, where you're going, what you're doing. Uh, usually there's some indications of what you have to do, yeah. at least yeah. some cryptic ones, but you can still understand them. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's... Well made, well thought of. It's uh, And it, I haven't played the other versions of the game. I saw some uh, endings with the VR version of the game, and it just looks just too realistic.
1: Huh, interesting.
0: And I think it's, it can both be frustrating to have to navigate with the point and click system and I remember, I think it's in Riven, the uh, the sequel, where you can move about a little bit more freely. And as they put up put out more sequels, uh, you were able. I, I haven't played the the the, the uh, Exile, the third one, or the fourth or five, yeah. fifth or sixth one, or how, whatever how many there is. I think there's uh, five, but there might be six. Five, yeah, um, but yeah, I imagine that eventually you'll you're able to navigate freely and. T- and complete 3D world. But now it's it's 2D, it's proto 3D, it's but it's still well done, well made. The, uh, it, it
1: still looks very good and it's got a yeah. it's got a really interesting style to it that you know is you can kind of see it it's like it's a lot like watching reboot. It's that same kind of era of of yeah. of graphics and textures and stuff. But it's It's really, it's, it's pleasant. There's a lot of marble too, which was big at the time, I guess, in terms of texture, because you could make it smooth, but just anyways. Um, Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I think one thing I think we should do is we'll come back to ribbon later on. We had talked about beforehand and, and I think that's one that I want to give that time to really try and get through because I think, from what we both understand it, it is easier to get around in. And so some of those frustrations of the first game just aren't really there or not there in the same, you know.
0: Well, let's hope so because I, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's always, it's always a challenge when we do these kinds of episodes. I mean, it's it's the same thing for modern games. Uh, We're both fans of the battlefield uh, series and uh, I re- you recently told me that Battlefield One was on sale on, on Steam, and I bought it. And it's it's a beautiful game. I really like the campaign, uh, even if everyone seems to have machine guns for a reason, even if it's in the First World War. But still, um, but yes. Yeah, so and I, oh, I, I told myself, oh, I'm gonna play a bit of multiplayer and and jump right in, and I got killed in five seconds and it, i remember the, oh oh yeah that's it's the battlefield series I, i'm going to die i won't be able to kill anyone i'm going to get sniped from across the map from a dude on a camel or whatever it is uh They're
1: horses but
0: <laughs> yeah but still i mean just this gif from battlefield 1 where there's someone riding a horse and there's another one, another person from his, the same team with a flamethrower and then you have a mobile flamethrower on the horse and it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's that kind of game. So it's always, uh, what I wanted to say was just, always this kind of frustrations. Uh, not, not always, but I mean, even my one of my favorite games, which is Factorio, I, I remember being so frustrated because I wanted to, to do stuff to build my factory in a way that I wasn't able to do. Was I was trying to understand how the system works. Right. And it's always... Always a pain when you don't really understand how the system works, and you have to rely on on walkthroughs, on let's plays, Uh, same stuff for Hearts of Iron 4. That's one of the best slash work I have watched of, of all.
1: Hours of videos. Okay, like how do I do this?
0: Yeah, and I mean I I have more than 215 hours in this game and i'm I, I not gonna th-
1: say how many hours i have but it's yes it, but right across in the triple digits anyway so that's not important. yeah
0: I, I still think i am a mediocre player at best so this it's anyway uh so yeah if you want to give it a go to mist it's usually under 10 dollars we'll put a link if you want to buy it on the uh
1: yeah it, it works really well i played it on mac um it also works really well on pc like it's Ports of this era turn out to work really well a lot of yeah. the time. And, and this one works great. Uh, uh, just I, remember to save your game. Yeah. I screwed something <laughs> exactly. up. And-
0: but yeah, I, I used the, um, the GOG version. And the, the, maybe the only problem I had was it was so not zoomed in, but it still, it, since it was on a 4K screen, right. the uh, language written in books you have to read. In the library was uh, a bit blurry. Oh, uh, Okay, it yeah, I, so I, I
1: played at 1080p or whatever, and did not oh. have those issues. So okay, I'd maybe it's just, just me- uh,
0: Yeah, I'm trying to be too fancy here.
1: Yeah, uh, your your monitor is just too good. Tone it down.
0: Yeah, uh, it's uh, too 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 hot for the class. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, so uh, thank you, Robert, for being with me for this 10th episode of the show. Uh, Thank you to everyone, of course, who is listening right now. Don't forget to subscribe. We now have a Facebook page. So if you want to check us out on Facebook, because we are in with the times. Uh, we do now have a Facebook page and we also on Twitter so if you do a search I think it's uh, SVG underscore podcast on Twitter
1: no underscore SVGA podcast
0: oh sorry Uh, sorry but yeah so SVGA podcast on Twitter SVG podcast also on Facebook so as I said I think last time every Tuesday we have a mini review of a game of uh, not necessarily from the 90s or early 2000 but still a mini review and every Thursday we have our sales thread so everything all the games that we think are interesting right now and are available for a few bucks right now so you can yeah some Um, of them
1: aren't sales some of them are just like that seems like a decent price for the game but yeah uh, yeah
0: so uh thank you again robert and always a pleasure
1: yeah until next time that was fun
0: bye-bye